0: Hey everybody, this is John at Ubali Reports, the one website that provides fact, not fiction on issues faced in America, whether domestically or globally. And with me as always is i got my co-host Joe Bitts and Ray Krauss, both of them are Marine veterans with Joe, a combat veteran from Iraq who was unfortunately wounded over there, but he's fine physically. I don't know about mentally, but he's there.
1: I like to be referred refer to as domestic terrorist number one. Okay, domestic <laughs> terrorist number one. And then here. I served
0: myself in Iraq and Afghanistan. I did two tours in Afghanistan. But today, it's interesting. We went, We went. Last week we were talking about how Joe Biden is... is putting this moniker out that all Republicans or all MAGA Republicans are semi-fascist or a threat to democracy. But today we're going to get something a little different off that. He was real uh,
1: quick to recant that the next day too, yeah, was but
0: he? but he had to walk it back to say only those MAGA Republicans who, then he walked it back and then he said something about those in Congress, had to walk that back. But today we're going to talk about the issues framing the midterm elections because right after Labor Day, Everybody gears up, the both political parties gear up for the midterm elections. And it seems like what the president is doing is trying to galvanize his base because he really can't talk about crime or mm-hmm. inflation or the economy or the border or
1: why not, John?
0: Because it's he's underwater on all those key issues. Can't talk about education because somebody's gonna inadvertently ask him, Well, let's look at the this national assessment of of education that's looked at nine-year-olds and they said that we regressed by two decades. Math and reading scores plummeted to its worst level since 1990. And a lot of this is attributed to the lockdowns that the Democrats pushed. And they're trying to say, no, this is the Republicans, but you can go back and look at the videos and look at all these segments from the teachers unions. They wanted the schools to be shut down unless they get Certain amount of money, or unless they get this. They didn't open the schools and the kids paid the price. Wasn't this like a starting though under
1: the Trump administration? Like, was he just kind of maybe, I wouldn't say falling in line, but going off the advisors when it came to the COVID or the pandemic situation? So, can't you just maybe start this over where, hey, Trump was the one that kind of got this role in here. And, but now that there was a shift, the administrations. They're just kind of putting it on the Biden administration.
0: No, because tr- if you go back to 2020, President Trump wanted to keep the school, get the schools open. Now we're lucky we live in Florida, and you've got two kids who are school-age children, and they weren't right back in school for the 20 to 21 school year. Or my brother's kids were out in California. Yeah, they were shut down. I mean, think about it. They were l- learning at home for a year and a half, and he has two children. One is a dis- has dyslex is dyslexic. And the other one is a special needs children, a child, and they need in-person learning. But then come to find out the governor had his children in a private school in-person learning while six million California school children were learning from home. And a lot of children regressed. Now, if you were a higher learner child, you may be gone back a little bit. But if you were a low, low learner or you had issues before, you lost a lot.
1: Now, what about like maybe this? Okay, so down here in Florida and my son was kind of caught up in that whole COVID thing going on there. And the thing is like, he seems to be doing very well in, um, in middle school. Now, I'm just trying to maybe, is it something maybe did the state kind of maybe lower some standards to kind of boost the kids up? Or is it, do you think it's just the same and maybe those two kind of put or invested a little bit more into their kid, making sure that they showed up on the Zoom classes and all that, Made rallied for them to go back into the class. Is that something that maybe gave them a better advantage than those who didn't?
0: I don't know if the standards were lower. I don't have the information to dispute, to, to, to talk about that. But I know... Since we were preparing for this podcast in the summer of 2000, I noticed you and your wife put a lot of preeminence on educating your son and your daughter. They got tutors. Yep. You were really on your children to do some type of learning, making sure they were up on their schooling. And they did it throughout the summer. I think that benefited your children. maybe. And I'm not trying to fault somebody who couldn't, but if you're working from home, like I have a friend of mine who's a single mother, she had to take time off to be there for her ch- for her son and he lost a lot of it learning not everybody can do that take time off and to ta- to be there with their kids so i'm not going to fault anybody for doing that but ah. i would say you guys put a big prominence on Keeping your children educated.
1: So, the man, Mr. The Man, I'm not going to go read all your letters, but I'm pretty sure you think I'm going to be talking about you. The man said that blue states are doing a better job educating their children than the red states.
0: Well, I would have to, if you could show me evidence to back it up, I could show you evidence in another direction. Look at the Department of Education for California. Prior to the pandemic, this is the Democratic blue state. 70% of black and Hispanic children can't do math or English to grade level. And if you look at where California falls on the educational level, they spend really on the top levels and they're at the bottom. They're like at 45th among all the states. So we want to play this red state, blue state. I would look at now a lot of the blue states kept their children at home where a lot of the red states kept their kids in school with in-person learning. So we'll have to see, where are these children? I like to see it breaking down even more. Where did the children who did the best come from? Yeah. And where did the kids who did the worst but, come from? But
1: even prior to the pandemic, even though we started our podcast during the pandemic, EA pandemic, where, I mean, a lot of the blue city, you're kind of really tracking that cities that were ran by Democrat may- mayors, that they had a lower score. they, had a certain percentage of black and Hispanic voters. What was that again?
0: Well, 70% cannot do math or English to grade level. Okay.
1: And we also learned by talking to the actual tutor who was a te- who is a teacher that in the state of Florida, if you are of a minority or Hispanic, yeah. you don't get help back. You go right through. It doesn't matter your test scores. They could be at the very bottom. They're gonna just promote you and put you on through the next class, even to the point you graduate. And we don't really don't know right now if that's doing a disservice to the the person, or is it just some way of we're helping them?
0: I, that I would have to do a little more research on how how the education is being done. But I know in Florida there are challenges. The governor has certain responsibilities as education, but everybody wants to. Be, put the governors have all this say when the local school districts have a lot of power that's why the governor was instrumental for um what do you call it electing more conservative or more moderate or conservative to the school board so we didn't get into this so we can get better education but i would like to respond to this these two questions and i think it's from l trey if i got it right Red states are consistently being bailed out by blue states. I would like to know where you got that, because that was an argument that, say, New York, which is a a blue state, constantly bails out Florida. That's not accurate. If you look at where the money goes and how it's spent, it's sometimes the opposite way. Opposite, what do you call it? It goes the opposite direction. We. Florida puts more money to the federal government than it gets back. We Mm -hmm. also have military bases here where New York and some of these other states don't. So that plays into federal funding coming to Florida.
1: So wait, the state of New York doesn't have a single military base? They've got
0: some, but not as much as they used to have. Okay. It's just like other states in in the blue states, like up in the northeast, there's not a lot of military bases after all the base closings. So you have to factor into that. And he goes... Blue states have better economies than red states because of education. I hate to say that's fa- that is completely false. You look at the unemployment rate. Florida, Texas, Georgia, some of the blue, red states have a lower unemployment rate than the blue states. California just finally got back its gains. From the shutdowns. New York still hasn't achieved that. Okay. These are solid. They're facing deaths now.
1: But is it like a numbers thing also? Like, since there's more people per capita, say, like in New York, Chicago, LA, and that if their rate, if their number of unemployment adjusts whatsoever, it kind of reflects to, like, oh, we only have 1% employment versus going over to, say, like Tampa, where we're 12th. You know, and it says, oh, well, Tampa has 12 percent unemployment. Is it something Is it like a numbers thing? It's that a
0: numbers thing, but it just depends how you calculate it. And this is the last I'm going to take this question, because I know there's others trying to get when she says red states bleed in the red military bases do not significantly contribute. That's false. I would like to know. And just to let her know is where did you get your information? If you could post that, so then I can see where you're getting your facts from. I'm getting the facts that I bring up. Come from the Census Bureau, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and the Bureau of Economic Analysis would refute some of these things. Yeah,
1: and I, we normally bring up how they can give you that information towards the end of the show. We're nowhere near the end of the show. Correct. But how, do they, how do they do that? Just you can get
0: a hold of us by going to all the street, the the, uh, the our platforms, our, uh, various anything platforms.
1: with Ubaldi Reports, but also UbaldiReports.com. Dot dot yeah, com. you can
0: go to Ubaldi Reports at Gmail. Hold on yeah, you reports at gmail dot com and you can leave a source where you got this, or you can plug it, plug it in from there. Where do they get their information?
1: Yeah, but kind of going into what our original topic is that there's not really a lot of things that this administration can hold their hang their hat on. and with our current president just taking swipes at the political opponent's base. It looks like they're just kind of playing some, they're playing dirty pool.
0: Well, what they're doing, if they're if the Republicans or the MAGA Republicans are such a threat to democracy, why did the, a lot of Democratic, the DNC and the Democratic Party, why did they fund a lot of these MAGA Republicans during the primary? And that happened all the way across the country. I think when they were doing that, they figured that if we get a MAGA Republican, we can always paint them as a Trump supporter. Now, you can't look at any of those accomplishments because we're still facing higher, let's see, high gas prices. It's still, it's coming down considerably. Yeah. But you're going to face now in the future, in the next couple months, higher natural gas costs. And they're looking at natural gas is going to be about $5 a gallon going into the winter. Then you've got higher food prices. You've got still got a baby formula shortage. You've got.
1: It seems like there's a lot of crisis still going on, but since the media is not on the forefront of it, is that we're not we don't know that much about what's going on. It's like if Fox or a lot of even like internet based radio or news networks, they can only report so much at the time and are just kind of focusing on like well, the main things like. Trump and the Mar-a-Lago raid and other things like... Oh, but
0: here's an example. I go When I go out, even at work, I talk to a lot of people who are business owners. I was at an event last night, and I talked to someone who's a business owner. I asked them, are you facing shortages? Are you facing problems? I got my truck fixed yesterday. I yeah. asked a mechanic who owns his own shop, are you facing challenges? Yes, we have a supply chain problem. We have a hard time getting parts. We our energy costs have gone up all our labor. Everything has gone up, not down. You go to a restaurant. I talk to restaurant owners all the time. They face supply chains. They get some things better, but a lot of things are worse. Mm -hmm. Everything has gone up, not gone down. Now, inflation went down a little bit. And a lot of that was was because gas prices came down, but it's still running at eight point five percent from a year ago. So. These are concerned, and then rent's gone up. Now you have 20 million people, and this is reported last week, can't afford to pay their utility bill. And now they're looking at a tsunami of a wave that people are going to have their utilities cut off. And we are energy independent. We could be energy independent. And it's kind of ironic that in California, and I know I mentioned it because that's where I came from. I still got family out there. The governor says, we're going to electrify all vehicles. You won't be able to buy a gas-powered vehicle in California after 2035. Then two days later, the utility company comes out. We got a problem with with the usage of energy. Please stop using a lot of energy. Cut back. And please don't charge your electric vehicle. Yeah. So how are we going to do all this stuff in about 13 years?
1: Yeah, I mean it seems like almost like the impossible task because and we talked about this before prior to the election we came up with a podcast when or one of the podcasts where Biden's America where he uses California as like the blueprint of what he wants to do and it's if California in itself right now is failing miserably
0: well in uh, all right, sectors
1: and right off right off the jump but also like John, where does California get its energy from?
0: Well, 30% of its energy is really California is the only state that gets most of its energy, 30% from other states. And the rest of it, they get it from the Middle East. They get it from Saudi Arabia. So they're against the production of energy or fossil fuel based energy. But they import that energy and they just can't produce enough energy when they start shutting down all natural gas plants. They were going to shut down the last nuclear power plant, but then because we shut this down, we got problems. So they're going to keep it open probably up until 2025.
1: Well, and that's the thing too, is like, okay, so you have one little meltdown, but in a sense, the cleanest energy that they're ever going to get at the time that's feasible is nuclear power, isn't
0: it? not? Correct. It's cleaner, but there's a lot of things. California can be energy independent. Just by all the nat- all the natural resources it has. And I like this one comment from somebody that mentioned, California's gross national product is better than many countries. Yeah, California is sixth, is fifth or sixth if it was a country in GDP. That's because you have all the tech companies driving the, the state of California. This isn't me saying this. Yeah, You can go to CalMatters and r- research from th- this yourself. Yeah. But if you look at California, they're at the bottom in education. They, they're number one in a lot of areas. Homelessness, wealth, income inequality, the lack of energy, all these issues, California is number one. So people can even here, they can blame blue, red state. They can blame whoever you want. But this is what you get.
2: Who could give you a staple to put that thing on your wall better? <laughs> the soundproofing's falling <laughs> off but, you know,
1: he got me on that one. I'll get a staple later, buddy. But kinda going into so I have a brother who works for an oil company. Okay. He's actually setting up the electric system of rigs before they go out. So he's actually on a rig on the land. But some of the areas that he's lived around, that's where they put the put Tesla. And I think you're going to see another like tech boom area is going to be in Texas next because I think a lot of the people, a lot of the tech is going to be moving over to Texas, not just because, well, because of like tax reasons, because California finds anything and everything to do to take your money away from you. Even like there was like some talks. That shows you, if you made this much in California, this is how much you're actually getting. It was almost 50%. You're getting almost 50% of your check. And going over to Texas, I really think we're going to see, it's pretty much a similar climate. Maybe just a little bit harsher of a winter. But you're going to definitely see, I would think, a transition.
0: But you're seeing that now. A lot of like Oracle, obviously Tesla and many other companies have left California. Now, I know we get, we're get we getting beat up on this stuff, but if all these blue states are so great, as many of the comments I've been read, or li- reading and you guys have been mentioning have been stating here, if the blue states are so great, why did all the blue states left, lost congressional representation in the last census? Now, we live in Florida. I talked to many realtors I talk to law enforcement. I talk to government officials. We get a lot of movement from the Northeast coming down to Florida. Why?
1: Well, because we're not where they're coming from. Well, because
0: from. we don't have the crime problem, and we got Policies. crime. We don't have the some of the other issues like education. The governor has gave students choice. That if that impacted your son, you have choice to send him where you deem it's best for his educational development. I mean,
2: personally, being from the Northeast, New Jersey, coming down to Florida because taxes and certain policies is what's making the move. There's a mass migration happening.
1: And one, of, one of the TikTokers was saying how Florida does have a big crime problem. I don't think it's more or less...
0: Define that where compared well, to but, California? But I
1: think it's maybe they're getting more information, so... With the, the freedom of information act we're giving them more information about what's going on even though it's probably consistent if not more in other areas but they have to kind of keep they have to keep it at bay well,
0: well they do look what's look at some of the issues look at um what's going on in california people are being robbed repeatedly the crime is going out of control
1: i don't have people breaking into my car
0: no, I actually, can, I
1: shouldn't say that right now. There is going to be someone breaking into my car tonight. I that. walked
0: out last night. I went with a friend to a restaurant, pizza, and a, I didn't wa- worry about walking back to my car. How can you say that in California?
1: Well, they're also talking about, and this is up in San Francisco, that with the lack, or that there is not just a crime, but also the there is a lot of waste coming out of the people the homeless people that is actually throwing off the environment in California.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> their
1: waste is throwing off the environment in California.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Once they pass this no cash bail, not punishing everybody. I mean, you may disagree with what we're saying, but companies like Take San Francisco. I think it was either CVS or Walgreens Closed thirteen stores because they were said they were being robbed too much. Okay, I've got brother, I got family that still they tell me this stuff. Yeah, because so last what's time, gonna, how is this going to impact the inner city when you move a CVS or a Walgreens out? Where do they get their prescription? Where do they get their medications from? We and, don't see that being shut down here.
1: And I think also another thing that maybe prevents or lowers crime here in Florida would be the fact that well we're armed. Oh, yeah. And if you want to come in and you want to mess with someone's store, you might be coming you're going to come you're going to leave with a couple more holes than you came in with. But they and, also
0: prosecute those who commit crimes. That was one of the reasons why the governor <clears throat> fired the the state attorney for Hillsborough County, which we reside in. And it's they I think the governor did it Didn't explain it well enough, focused on the abortion issue. But the big issue is I talked to law enforcement all over the place because I work at a company that deals with law enforcement as we repair their vehicles and stuff. One of the reasons they did it is because this attorney was not prosecuting anybody. So they said, enough's enough. You need to prosecute. You're you're not a defense attorney. You're a district attorney. You're prosecute crime. Yeah. And prosecutors. So that's what he's doing. I do have a question for the Winder 283 who keeps saying
2: Florida has a higher crime rate than California. In what aspect? Because crime is broken down. So what aspect are you talking about? Because as we had stated on the show before, California got rid of those petty crimes. Yeah. And so Florida the quality still- of reco-
0: life, the Quality of life crimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
2: we still record that, but we also got to get to the point that if you're talking about murder rate and homicide rate, they also include justifiable homicide as a statistic. So how many are self There's a boatload of questions that we have to get into that go way beyond the well, but Florida if, has higher crime rate than California. But if you
0: look at the FBI crime statistics, and they say crime is running rampant in some of these states- it's just proven. I mean, I would like to know where did you get your information.
1: So there's a big list where that the Democrats cannot run on without bringing it up. And what is it? What's their mo? Or okay, what's their? How are they trying to maybe push themselves into the midterms without bringing up the obvious?
0: Well, the, the, I think what they're doing is they're trying to run like what Joe Biden's do, making a referendum on Trump to galvanize their base. But when you dial down into this they're not asking they're not talking about the issues it's just like i think on monday joe biden did a president biden did a town hall and it was on education and he focused on covid and some other things but he never focused on the curriculum how that he didn't say anything about that report that came out and it showed that when they looked at nine-year-olds they regressed dramatically and for those who are lower performing students they regressed even further. And it's going to be decades for some of these people, kids, to make it up. So it's like,
1: the, I guess, the motive, especially with the speech, I think it was last Thursday.
0: The speech was last Thursday. Yeah,
1: about de- just demonizing not only people that support Trump, but they were also demonizing those who are on his side.
0: Well, he needs to understand that. And the people need to understand, people who voted for Trump— a lot of people I talk to, they voted for his policies. They don't like the guy. They think he's a narcissist. They think he's over the top, his bombastic attitude. But if you look, kind of yeah. big ego, oh. yeah. But if you look at the policies of Trump, and I, I know there's a lot of people on this podcast are probably not a big fan of Trump. But I would okay, tell me what he did differently. Energy, or, or, um, gas prices were lower than they are now. Inflation was like one2 to 2%. So tell me what was wrong.
1: But was that inflation maybe brought on by the previous administration?
0: You can allude to some of that, but a lot of it, and Larry Summers was the Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton and a, a senior economic advisor to Barack Obama. Jason Furman, senior economic advisor to Barack Obama, all of them said, what contributed it was the mass spending with the American Rescue Plan. You put money into the economy. You kept people from not going back to work. Yeah. You didn't do anything to fix the labor, the supply chain disruptions. And look at all the bills that passed, the, Amer- the Inflation Reduction Act. Does that do anything to help inflation? Now,
1: we're not, also, we, we don't leave Trump alone. Him passing the first stimulus was a contributor to- There was a
0: beginning factor in it. But also people need to remember what were we supposed to do when millions lost their jobs? Once we realized, because the original reason for COVID to, excuse me, to shut the economy down is we didn't know how big and how vast this virus was going to go. Okay. Was the hospitals going to be able to handle the influx of all these patients? Did they have all enough equipment? Once that was established, that didn't happen. Trump wanted to open up the economy right away but he got resistance from a lot of the states because the president only has so much power. And a lot of people think he has this ultimate. He doesn't each state can do it among themselves. So Texas, Georgia, Florida, the name, the three, they opened up early. They didn't see a major spike in their cases. Your children went back the summer of August of 2020. Yeah. My brother's kids, they didn't get to go back to school. Until I think the spring of 2021 at the early, and then it was this half this hybrid model. So you've got to look at all this stuff, and it's just people need to be look at facts and not their opinion or not their emotional base, but look at the facts.
1: Now, is it, does it seem like there's a lot of stuff, maybe some backlash or from the vaccine that's kind of coming into? up in the air. Do you see anything on that end?
0: You mean as we move forward now? As we're
1: moving forward now, there's like, are there things coming up about the vaccine that we should have known or might have known back then? And that uh, it seems like Trump was very adamant about getting this out. It just so happened that they got it out two days after was, he lost the election. No, go figure that one. But I mean, is he maybe, does he have his hand or is he tied to this vaccine as much as say, the democrat or the uh, this administration is
0: i think joe biden is really tied to the vaccine now it was great to get the vaccine out but the way they sold it was and this is the problem they're having they sold it as and joe biden stated this is not me saying this he stated this get the vaccine you will not get the coronavirus yeah and then we've proven that was wrong well now you had to get two shots in the vast amount of boosters it's almost turning into The COVID vaccine is almost like a flu shot, a flu shot. Yeah. So and this is where people are having issues because Joe Biden got the vaccine, but he also got COVID twice. Wife got COVID twice. So I think that there was no coherent messaging. You had the CDC director say one thing. You had the director of, I think, National Health or director of the Institute of National. I think that's what it's called. Dr. Fauci say something different. You didn't hear anything from Javier Becerra, the Health and Human Services director. So you had everybody saying conflicting statements about what was going on and what was not going on. Yeah.
1: So with that, and oh, there's a lot of people that have questions. I They like to talk a lot about it on TikTok. Those people on TikTok and those people listening to the podcast, how can they get a hold of you if they have a question? or yeah, they if you just have a question, you can go
0: to our social media platforms. It's Instagram, obviously TikTok, um, Facebook, Twitter. You can also send me, um, emails to me at ubaldireports at com, And we like to hear from you. I just, we try to be as factual uh, as we possibly can. We just like, hey, you may not agree, but hey, this is America. We can agree to disagree.
1: So, and we have Ray here. He, You hear him in and out every so often, but uh, right. he is a Second Amendment connoisseur. And if you have any questions with him about his Second Amendment, he has a very vast knowledge when it comes to gun rights, gun laws, and the Second Amendment. How can they get a hold of you, Ray?
2: Oh, they could get a hold of me at raymond.aags at com. Just so, two things I really want to throw out there quickly. Two big updates that we're still looking at is they... The ATF changed their rules on the 80 percenters or what's known as ghost guns for the common people, but they're really called 80 percent receivers. They did change the rules on those. So if you have it, they're telling you to take a picture and send it forward and then to get your gun serialized with a serial number. And then the second is they just changed the ruling. The ATF changed the ruling. On the uh, pistol braces, so if you have a pistol brace, they want you to take a picture and send that forward as well to the ATF, so that you could get a Form One and Class Three it.
1: So, and then you can listen to Ray and I on our separate podcast. This one's a little got a little bit more spicier. We kind of let loose. We like to drink and we like to talk, smoke, and we like to talk all things that aren't politics. <laughs> you can hear us on All American Gunslingers. You can reach us. On all our social media platforms, which is All American Gunslingers, unless you're on TikTok or Twitch, where it's All American Pew Pew Slingers. But with that, you can reach out to us with All American Gunslingers at gmail.com. And uh, Herman, I will definitely staple the soundproofing to the wall next time you view us. So with that, everybody have
0: a great day. I'm following you, all the Reports till next Wednesday at around 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. Keep following Ubaldi reports.